would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. In verse 7, he speaks of a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which the leaders of that day did not understand, as we're told in verse 8, or they would not have crucified Jesus. Then in verse 10, he gives us the good news that God has revealed these things to us through the Spirit so that they are no longer secret. And then verse 12 tells us that we as believers in Jesus Christ have received the Holy Spirit. Why? That we might understand the things freely given us by God. So the Holy Spirit is within us. And he gives us God's wisdom. But how do we get that wisdom to manifest itself? How do we tap into that resource? So I'd like to share with you this morning some things that I have learned in the past. And at my age, there's a lot of past on which to draw. And some things that I've learned more recently and I'm still working on. How can we listen to God and know his will and wisdom in specific situations. How can we become wise guys? I use that term because it's catchy, but not in the sense that it's usually used, namely to uh, describe someone who's wanting to be difficult or cynical or sarcastic, but rather in the sense of people who seek and acquire the wisdom of God or as James says, the wisdom that's from above. So what have I been learning? I'll try to relate that in this three-part outline. Um, First of all, a little bit about my story. Secondly, how can we listen to God? And thirdly, how can we check it out? So over the course of the last year, I've been learning some things about prayer. And one of those things is about how we can listen to God when we're praying. Now, obviously, we make innumerable decisions every day, and we don't go through this whole process every time we make one. I like what Oswald Chambers said and practiced in his life, which was trust God and do the next thing. Trusting God is an attitude and a perspective that should be part of us moment by moment. As the hymn writer said, trusting as the moments fly, trusting as the days go by. And then we just do what comes next in the course of our day and of our life with the confidence that God will lead us. As an example, which kind of overstates the case but maybe makes the point, when we get up in the morning and we stand beside the bed, we don't stand there and say, hmm, now I wonder what God would have me do next. No, we go ahead, we get cleaned up, we get dressed, we have something to eat, and uh, we proceed with the routine of the day. You know, we simply do the next thing. And that's how most of us operate most of the time, and that's fine. On the other hand, we do have some things, perhaps on a daily basis, that need to be decided, and about which we're uncertain or maybe even clueless as to what God would have us to do in that situation. So then we have some options. Many times we may make a fairly quick decision, 
based on one or more of a whole variety of things, such as how we decided similar things in the past, what are the benefits, what are the risks, what do I know that others might want, or just what's my desire or my mood at the moment. That may take only a few minutes, and many times that works well. Other times we might shoot up a quick prayer and ask God to show us what to do is the next thing. Many times over the years I've done just that when I've been ready to enter an exam room to see a patient and I've looked at the chart and I know that this is not going to be an easy problem to know what to do with. And so I'll just briefly pray quickly and then go in the room and do the next thing. But then there are times when <clears throat> the decision doesn't have to be made right away and we can take more time to earnestly pray about it and seek God's wisdom and his will. And that's the option I want to park on this morning and share some things with us. So here, here's a question. Does God speak to us? If we do a concordance search of the phrase, the Lord said to, we find that 190 times in the Old and New Testaments. So it was fairly common in Bible times. But does it still happen today? And if so, how? In each of those 190 times, did the person hear an audible voice? Well, we don't know. We're not told. I've not personally heard God speak to me in an audible voice, but I have heard and read testimonies of people who have heard an audible voice and have felt that it um, came from God, and I many times I have no reason to dispute that. But if we don't hear an audible voice, does God speak to us in other ways? Well, he does, and I think we know some of these. We'll just review them quickly. God certainly speaks through his word. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. <clears throat> we know that God speaks through creation. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And in Romans 1.20, we read that since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and the divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. God can speak to us in personal ways, through thoughts, impressions, or just an internal sense of knowing. And he uses the Holy Spirit to communicate these things. And in our text for this morning, we're reminded that God reveals things to us through his Spirit that we might understand the things freely given us by God. John chapter 6, 14 and 15, He, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, Jesus, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, 
and you all know. And then later in that chapter in verse 27b, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. And finally, we know that God can speak in dreams and visions. He did this in scripture. We think about Joseph, the son of Jacob, and the other Joseph, the son of Mary. Um, you know, God spoke to both of them very definitely in dreams. Many of you may have heard, as I have, of God speaking to Muslims today through dreams and visions and bringing them to saving faith in himself. So let me give you two personal examples of when God has spoken to me by what I'll call putting thoughts into my mind. Over 30 years ago, and there are a few of you in here who will remember this, we took a young girl into our home who had a very troubled past and whose parents and other family were simply not able to take care of her. It was a decision that I kind of pushed for and with which Lori was not quite 100% on board. Let me warn you, man, that's a dangerous situation. <laughs> but there was some urgency to making a decision, and I was convinced that once we got her, everything would be fine. As it turned out, I was completely naive and grossly overestimated our parenting abilities. And so to make a long story very short, it did not go well. After over a year, we knew that something different was going to have to be done. But the question was, what? Should we stop and just return her back to her family? Should we make some other changes? Or what should we do? We confided in a trusted friend, and he suggested that we set a time limit of 30 days, during which time we would pray, asking God specifically for an answer to this dilemma. And we asked a few close friends who knew of the situation to pray with us. And I distinctly remember that on the 30th day, I felt like I didn't know anything more than I did on day one. But God was faithful, and on day 31 or 32, I don't remember which it was, as I was praying, the thought came clearly into my mind, and the thought was this, listen to your wife. That's all it was. But I knew right away what it meant. She'd been telling me for some time that she just couldn't continue to do this. And I kept thinking we could. She didn't do it in a nagging way, but in a way that definitely let me know her feelings. And I knew right then that God had given me the answer and that we should not keep this girl in our home. So we proceeded 
along those lines, and that was very hard. It was hard to admit that we had failed. But I was sure that it was God's will. My second example is quite a bit less dramatic, but it's important for us this morning because since this message is not part of a series, it was up to me to choose my topic. I'd been thinking about a good one, which um, had come partly from my daily reading and partly from some podcasts to which I'd been listening, and I was leaning pretty heavily toward that, but I decided, well, first, maybe I should ask the Lord and, and listen and um, be what he would want. So I was practicing this listening to him, which I'll talk about next. When again, the thought came clearly, why not talk about what you're doing right now, namely seeking my will? Well, here we are. Now, can I tell you with absolute certainty that that was from God? Well, no, I can't, but I believe that it was. And again, we'll talk in a few minutes about how we can test that out. So how can we listen to God? Well, I've been learning in the last several months and have been trying to practice what some people would call listening prayer. And that's putting a question to the Lord and then just being quiet before him and trying to discern his will or his desire. Now, probably some of you in here have been doing that for a long time and and you're very comfortable and good at it. Perhaps some are not so familiar with this, like me, and you can hopefully learn something from my sharing my brief experience. So what is listening prayer? I don't really like very much attaching a label to this, but in order to talk about it, we have to call it something. So, so we'll go with listening prayer. So why talk about this? Does it have any practical application? Well, I think it probably goes without saying, yes, it absolutely does. We can think of many common situations where we wish God would speak and give us an answer. If I'm going to pursue higher education, um, what should be my major? Um, What should be my career choice? If I'm in a career and I'm not particularly happy, should I change? Should I work outside the home or be home with the children? Should we choose public or private education? Or even something as simple as at the beginning of the day, what would you have me to do, Lord, for the kingdom today? These are examples of times when we can pray and listen to God. But I can tell you from my limited experience, it's, it's not easy, and, uh, and it requires some practice. First, we have to overcome some barriers. Perhaps one of the biggest of these is time. I can imagine some of you might be saying, well, I barely have time to pray for the requests and the people that I need to pray about. Um, How can I spend more time and listen for what God might want to show me? Another barrier might be fear. Do I fear what God might show me? A good example of that would be, what if I'm asking the Lord 
what he'd like for me to change in my life. I might be afraid of the answer. Another barrier might be feelings of unworthiness. Do I feel unworthy to ask him to speak to me? Or another one could be my expectations. Do I really expect that I can hear from God? Or do I think that would never happen? Secondly, we have to contend with some other voices. From where can thoughts come? other than from God. Perhaps the most common, at least for me, is my own thoughts. How do I know if a thought is from God or if it's simply my own thought? Well, that's a tough one. And uh, maybe one reason why this takes some practice. Another possible voice, of course, is the enemy as we know well from Scripture and some of us from our personal experience, that Satan can put thoughts into our minds. And, of course, usually those are lies. Another possible voice is other people, things that friends or family have told me about the particular issue may come to mind. So recognizing these barriers and other possible voices Let's try to put this together into a practical plan. And just remember, as I share this, I'm very much an amateur, and I'm still learning. But first, I have to set aside a time when I can take a few minutes to listen. The good news about that is it doesn't have to be long. You know, perhaps one to two minutes might be adequate especially when I'm beginning to learn. Secondly, if I'm facing any of those barriers such as fear or feelings of unworthiness or my low expectations, I need to pray against those. The most common one for me probably is my low expectations. Do I really expect that I'll hear from God? Thirdly, we need to pray against those other voices. Lord, I want to hear from you. Please take away my own thoughts and those of others. Don't allow Satan any access as I listen. Then I try to clear my mind and not think of anything except what God might put there. Again, let me tell you from experience, that's hard to do. If you've ever tried to think about nothing, absolutely nothing, for even a brief time, you know that's hard to do. Also, let me emphasize, and I can't emphasize this enough, that this is not just opening up my mind like someone might do in yoga or some kind of meditation exercise. It's not just opening up my mind to any old thing that pops in. I'm asking specifically to hear from God. So after all that, and I've listened, what might happen? Well, perhaps the most common thing is nothing. 
After a minute or two of trying to clear my mind, nothing comes in. And that's okay. I can't let that discourage me and give up. I have to make, make other times and keep asking and keep listening at other times. Another common thing that might happen in my experience is that I have thoughts which I know are my thoughts. Again, as I said earlier, it's hard to not think of anything for more than uh, a few seconds. But let's say something does come to me that I think might well be from the Lord. It might most commonly be a thought, but sometimes it could be a picture or a vision or something else. So how do I know if that's really from the Lord? And so that brings me to the last part of the outline. How do we check it out? Sometimes we may be fairly certain that we've heard from the Lord. In my first personal example, when I had the thought that I should listen to my, lot, to my wife, I knew right away because of all the various circumstances and the time that had been spent in prayer by ourselves and by other people, I knew right away that that was from God. And the same I could say for my choice of, of a topic this morning. But what if it's not so clear, whether this is from God or from somewhere else? So I hope it's obvious the first thing to do is to check it out biblically. Is what I think I received consistent with God's word, or is it not? If not, we can know right away that that was not from God, but it was from one of the competing voices. And secondly, if we're not sure about its agreeing with Scripture, or if it does agree with Scripture and we're still not quite sure if that's God's will for me, then check it out with someone else. That could be our spouse, a trusted friend, someone in your life group, a counselor, some other mentor. And so prayerfully, after all of that, we'll know what God wants us to do in that specific situation about which we've been asking. Again, verse 12 of our text says this, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. He wants to speak to us. We need to learn how to listen. I'm still learning, and uh, I still have a long way to go. And I'd be very interested in, uh, in personally hearing from any of you about your experiences along these lines, or talk with you about any questions that you might have. I'm going to pray, and the music team will be back up and close us with a song. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you want to speak to us. We confess that, that often we don't take time to listen, or perhaps we don't know how to listen. 
or perhaps we aren't we we aren't expecting that that you would actually uh, speak to us. But Lord, uh, we know that you do want to do that, and so we just ask that that uh, you would apply this to each one of our hearts as you would um, as you would have it, and as you know our individual circumstances. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.